Welcome to another edition of the Tuttle Daily Podcast. I think when you hear this, it's going to be episode six. So that means you're in the second week of my brand new podcast. And I only have been doing about 30 minutes at a time because I want to give you a great 30 minutes and I'm by myself. So I will continuously, and I don't know if you can hear this, I'm in my makeshift studio, which is my old beat up PT Cruiser. And I don't know, can you hear the rain? Hold on. I want to see if you can hear the rain. Yeah, that's that's serene. So I don't know if you can actually hear that, but I've actually had a pretty good day. You know, I just want to thank all of you guys for helping me out this week. You know, I want to keep all my content absolutely free. You know, everything at TuttleTV.com free. Everything here on Tuttle.Podomatic.com. I want that to be free, but I am going to every once in a while put my PayPal out there. It's PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. That's PayPal.me slash Tuttle on the radio. And if you want to donate something, please, that would help out it will go a long long way if you donate something it'll help me out because i'm going to reinvest it back in equipment and you can ask anybody that has donated to me i write every single person back and i thank them very very much for their support because i can't do this without you guys because i am not on the radio right now i have no place to plug this promote this podcast my youtube channel tuttletv.com i i don't have any place so all this is done by word of mouth and you guys help me spread the word on all your social media. If you've gone to TuttleTV.com, that's Tuttle, Tuttle with two Ds, T-U-D-D-L-E-T-V.com, you'll go on there and the latest video that I actually put up there is me talking to Professor Ken and you probably know Professor Ken because I've done a whole bunch of videos with him on my TikTok and YouTube. So you, you know if you watch my past videos who Professor Ken is and I think he is the smartest guy that I know. I mean, he is a professor of veterinary science. And so he knows everything about biology. And I just wanted to talk to him about the coronavirus. But the reason why I was actually thinking about the coronavirus was that I was maybe a little tuned up last night. And then I was reading things that were trending on Twitter, which is horrible to do when you're not on your psychotropic meds anymore. And maybe you've been tuned up a little bit too much. It's a bad thing to start reading about pandemics. Now, if you watch the video that I did with Professor Ken at TuttleTV.com, that's Tuttle tv.com check it out you can watch the whole thing and you could email me after you watch it and let me know what you think tuttle at gmail.com but one of the things that ken brought up in the video was that viruses have no benefits they have no benefits to nature their their only job is to kill and then one of the things that i thought of and i i don't want any of you guys to think i'm like one of these new world order guys that believe in population control or or anything like that i'm not but when i look at viruses and and this is the how boring my life is is that I go on and I google stupid crap and one of the things that I thought of to google was how many people can earth take all together you know like for example how many people can live on the face of the earth until the earth cannot take care of all those people due to resources drinking water food all of the above how many people can they do well we're around almost I think we're we maybe close to 7 billion or over 7 billion but they're saying anything over 10 billion is that the earth is not going to be able to take care of that amount of people. I can't remember exactly where I came up with this thought, but forever, I can't remember at what age I started thinking this way, but I've always thought of planet earth as a living organism. It is a living, breathing organism and humans 
human species is the only species that nobody on all the other animals, mammals, everything, they do not need us for survival. If you take any other species out of the food chain, it screws up the ecology of the whole environment. So what I'm saying is that humans are practically parasites. We're living and we're all we're doing is taking, taking, taking. We do not add anything back into what earth needs. So what I'm saying is, is that the earth is going to like eventually shake us off like a bunch of fleas. If it's going to be a natural disaster, hurricanes, earthquakes, volcanoes, anything like that, wildfires, tsunamis, any of the above, we are nothing but a parasite and the earth is trying to shake us. And I think population control is a part of that. Got on this topic because of the coronavirus. So this might be a bad example, but for example, the Black Death. And the Black Death, as far as I know, was a bacteria that killed probably about in between 30 and 40% of the world's population. Think about that. Think of where and how much populated, more populated we would be right now if it was not for the Black Death. The Black Death set the population trend back. And they said it took anywhere almost 200 years for the population to get back to the level that it was originally at. So I I think bacterias and viruses is a way of the earth keeping us and showing us who the boss is, okay? Now, please, I know a lot of you Republicans or MAGA people are probably going to listen to this podcast and think, oh, Tuttle's, you know, Greta Thunberg uh, supporter, or he believes in global warming. He read Al Gore's book and watches documentary. No, that's not the case. I'm not anything like that. I just believe that we have or hold no purpose at all us at human beings being on this earth. So yes, we create things and we're creating technology, but what does that have to do with anything of the survival of the earth? Earth doesn't need technology. It does not need us. We're doing this just to prove a point. And because human beings, we have a God complex and we have to show how smart we are. And we're, we're just, we're getting to the point and God, I'm going to start sounding like Sean Raz, but we're getting to the point where it's going to be like artificial intelligence. That's we're, we're getting too smart for our own good. We're creating, we're creating, and and we just have a point to prove, and artificial intelligence is going to be the end of us. Elon Musk has been saying it, and everybody called him crazy, but I'm starting to believe in what he has to say, that it's going to be like a goddamn Terminator film in our future. It's going to be a robot crushing our human skull on a beach as the T-800s coming in to kill all the humans. That's exactly how it's going to be. And think about this. Think about all the sick, twisted stuff you have watched on your computer. Do you realize that? Everything you've watched, your computer has watched. Do you think your computer appreciates you going to bestgore.com and looking at people committing suicides with shotguns in their mouth or watch it or going to tubgirl.com or lemon party or meat spin. You think your computer wanted to see that? Hell no, they didn't want to see that. And they're going to remember that because computers hold grudges. Computers hold grudges. And they're going to remember all that stuff you made them watch. 
So don't beg for mercy because computers do not have mercy. They have no feelings and they're going to kill your goddamn ass. Now that we're done with the Alex Jones Minute, um, I'm sure this next topic is not going to make me look any more sane or make me, you know, feel better or make me look better in front of you guys. But I have been having this problem. I just turned 40. Yes, I turned 40. I know it's not that old. I'm sure a lot of people that are listening to this right now are probably in their 50s, early 60s. But goddamn, this last 20 years absolutely flew by. I don't know what it is, but I do believe as you get older, time goes by quicker. I don't know if your your teenage years or your adolescent years are just so boring because you can't do a lot of things, and that's why it doesn't go by as fast. But after high school, Jesus Christ, it went by way too fast. Think about this. I have been out of school longer than what I was in school. And that that freaks me out. And I don't know if it's because I'm out off of all the psychotropic drugs and I don't want you to think I wish that I was back on them. It really, really did suck to get off of them, but I'm glad that I did. When I was on them, I was never too high. I was never too low. So I never, ever like felt true happiness because I could not get too high, but I couldn't get low. So I was getting rid of the depression. Now that I'm off the meds, yes, I do have bad days. I don't want you to think everything's roses or daisies in my life because it's not. I have my bad days, but I do get to like experience those really, really good days where I'm on top of the world and I would not trade that for the world. You know, so yes, I I have turned 40, but you know, looking in the mirror now, I don't know if it's because I'm off all the meds, but I'm noticing the wrinkles. Like, I don't want you to think that I think I look old because like, for example, when I used to stay at Colton's, uh, Colton's friends would come over, uh, people that lived in the neighborhood or people he went to school, they would stop by, say hi. And Colton would always ask them, hey, uh, how old do you think Tuttle looks? And they would usually guess nobody was in their 20s because I, I could never pass as a 20-year-old. But a lot of people were saying early to mid-30s. And and I think that's pretty good because, yes, I have drank a lot. And, and I always just, ima- I could only like imagine what I would look like if I had not like put my body through hell by drinking and poisoning myself as much as I did, how much better I would look right now. But I've, I'm noticing the wrinkles. I'm getting the uh, crow's feet in the corner of the eyes and I'm getting some wrinkles underneath the eye from when I smile because, you know, the one thing everybody's like, why don't you smile in your pictures? So, you know, I I don't smile in my pictures. I'm not a big smiler. Um, it just, you know, maybe I'm going to sound like Dwight Shrew off of the office, but smiling is kind of like a sign of weakness and I just don't do it. I I don't smile that much. So I don't have a lot of those smile lines that people that take pictures and they give those big humongous smiles and I don't have those. I I don't have a lot of wrinkles and I'm starting to notice them and I'm starting to moisturize a little bit more and I'm starting to clean my face a lot more throughout the day. I take a shower every day, but uh, I wash my face a lot more. So I'm trying to make it look good. I'm moisturizing, trying to take care of it. Because the the older you get, the drier your skin gets, and it doesn't bounce back the way it does when you're younger. So I don't want you guys to think I'm asking for your pity or anything like that. I know 40 is still okayly young. It's not young, young, but it's not old, old. But hell, I'm only 20 years away from 60, which is scary as hell. I got to stop doing that because I'm overthinking things now that I'm off the meds. And that's a very, very bad thing in my 
my world, but I will trade all that bad stuff for experience than the good times that I get to experience now. So this is something that I've been promoting on all my social media, but if you ever want to talk to me and be on my podcast, all you have to do is email me, tuttle at gmail.com. That's tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. And if you want to be on the show, all you need to do is have a Skype account. Let me know what your Skype account is and we will set up a time. We'll set up a time to have you on the show. If you have anything interesting that you want to talk about, let's do that. But we're going to go to a phone call that I recorded today with my friend Mary. And Mary is the person that helped me through my time in the mental institution, the hospital, whatever you want to call it. She helped me get through a really difficult time. So here's my phone call with Mary. What's going on, everybody? Tuttle here. And I got another interview on the line. I do this from Skype and I I give it out. So if you ever want to come on my show, you're more than welcome to. But I got my friend Mary that I met while I was in the not so funny farm, as Bubba likes to call it. And I met Mary. She helped me get through, you know, rough three days and she was really, really cool. But she told me, she texted me the other day and said, hey, I got this idea. I know what I want to do, but I'm going to let Mary explain it. Mary, so what is it that you are wanting to do? You, you, you text me out of the blue and you're like, I got this idea. I know what I want to do. And you seemed really, really excited about it. And I had to, had to talk to you. And I tried calling you a couple of times, but the phone kept cutting out. So we had to do it over text. So uh, tell us about what you got planned and what you're doing. Well, I plan on making a docu-series of the events and culture of Tampa, similar to that of Project X, but more natural. Like uh, Dark Tourist. Oh, Dark Tourist. See, when you told me about the Dark Tourist stuff, I actually started looking up. Now, is it like urban archaeology almost, like where they go see abandoned places? Or because I there's this guy in Orlando, since I've been back in Orlando, like he keeps sneaking into Disney property while they're closed and like doing these like tours. And like he snuck out to this island and everybody in Orlando knows about this island. Uh, I forget what they call it, but it's this island on Disney. Disney property that used to have a bunch of stuff out there, but they completely shut it down 20 years ago and nobody had been out there. So he he swam the water, got out to this island and filmed it. And it was pretty interesting. It's probably what you're wanting to do is nothing like that, though. Um, I might do some urban exploration. Tampa is actually really rich for that. I've got a buddy that climbs the cranes of Tampa, um, so I might do some of that. But wow. mostly I want to do the culture that is somewhat legal here in Tampa. Oh, yeah. We don't need you going to jail. Um, for the fans, I'd go to jail. But now you're running, you're doing like this little like fundraiser type deal to go fund me, right? And you're wanting to get yeah. like some equipment so you can record it. What is, what? what's up with that? Give all the information. Okay, not all event venues allow you to bring in cameras, but they don't check thoroughly enough to where I couldn't get a GoPro or like a pair of Snapchat spectacles so I could do uh-huh. like time things so what else what have you been up to since you're back to freedom like you know you're 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 good you're out you're hanging out what have you been up to um just getting back to house life it's kind of rough when you're like me yeah getting back to the swing with friends yeah yeah it's really weird because when i was in there for almost a week it just felt weird breathing air outside. That was like really, really weird. And I hadn't, dro- I hadn't driven in like a week and it felt weird to drive again. Everything just feels odd whenever you get out of that goddamn place. Yeah, it really does. It's a weird place to be there. It's even weirder when you get out. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Mary, for helping me. I, 
I really appreciate that. You know, like Mary really helped me out and, and, and helped me get through the rough part of my stay in there. So we've been, uh, staying connected since I got out of there ever since. See, you probably didn't think we were going to talk that much when, when we got out, right? I had it said to me that people in popular positions don't typically continue to talk to people outside of a place like that. (laughs) Well, I'm, I make promises. I keep them. I definitely told you that I would call you, and we've been we've been talking all the time. But, uh, well, thank you, Mary. So that is how it works. If you want to talk to me and be on my show, email me, Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. All you need to do is get Skype, create a username, let me know what your username is, what do you want to talk about, and anything interesting you have going on in your life, I don't give a damn. I'll talk to anybody on my podcast. I want this podcast to be as interactive as F. I want it to be so interactive that you guys are basically my program director. You should be telling me what I'm doing right or wrong. So you can email me, Tuttle at gmail.com. Now, you're going to want to keep that email because I need your advice on this next topic. And I I don't like getting into personal things a lot, especially when it comes to my family. But my dad, okay, let me set the set the scene for you. My dad, for he's going to be 72 on his next birthday. And for at his age, he is in pretty good health. All he's had to deal with is diabetes. And some mornings, it's way too high or way too low. Like a couple weeks ago, thank God I was here. He His blood sugar was really, really low. And he ended up having a diabetic seizure. And I'm glad I was here because my mom was freaking out. And she really had no clue what to do. I immediately ran down to one of our neighbors who is a registered nurse. She came down try to get him to be able to intake some sugar but he would not do that and we ended up calling the fire department or 911 they came in and they ended up sticking him with an IV to get glucose and the sugar in his body and like less than five minutes he snapped out of it and was fine I'm just glad that I'm here yes being at a radio has sucked but it's been nice being here with my family and being able to help them out and because they're at the age a lot of stuff does not get done around the house so I've been cleaning up, getting rid of stuff because they're kind of a little bit of a pack uh, pack rat. They do keep a lot of stuff, so we ended we we got a lot of uh, got rid of a lot of stuff, and we're the place looks fine. It's great. So I've been able to make the best out of this time away from radio. Yes, I am so ready to get back into it full time. I'm still gonna do this extracurricular stuff like YouTube and the podcast. I'm gonna keep that up because I don't want to lose that. I want to have that to fall back on just in case I ever need it. But back to my dad, <clears throat> he's not getting around very well. And he was an iron worker all of his life. He would walk beams. And this is back when my dad had his own business as an iron worker. He was a man's man. They would walk around. They would just wear their denim jeans and boots, walk around shirtless, welding with sparks all over the place. There were no harnesses where you had to be tied off 100%. They were real men. They walked across the beams. And if they fell, they fell and they hit the ground. But my dad, through all of his career, never fell one time. He never fell, never got hurt and knock on wood, you know, because when you're doing it enough, you're eventually going to get hurt, but he never did. But now he's having a problem with walking and he's had brain tests and all this stuff and he's fine. He's fine. They they don't, they can't figure out why he can't walk. He can walk. He can definitely walk, but he's a little shaky. I, what I need your 
your help with. If you can suggest anything or have any advice, I'm wanting my dad to start working out a little bit. And at his age, it's hard for him to work out. But exercises that you can recommend to help strengthen his legs because he's not getting out of the house as much as he used to because he doesn't walk very well and he does not want to take that chance. So what I need from you is just any exercises, small activities he can do. I'm getting him to walk a little bit. But if you can give me any like suggestions of what we can do to help strengthen his legs so he's not going to get weak and it's going to become worse. Because I think if we work on his legs and and keep his strength there, I don't think it's going to get any worse because as long as he's got strength and muscle in his legs and he's not just sitting around and atrophying uh, his muscles away, I think if we can get him out doing things, he's going to be better off. So email me, Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I would like to hear hear what you have to say. Now, if you were listening to my earlier phone call on Skype with my friend Mary that was in the mental institution with me and she helped me through a really hard time, I mentioned a guy that is becoming a little famous. I've not spent a lot of time in Orlando for the last 10 years just because I basically have been in Tampa. I've been on the west side of the state. A lot has happened. A lot of new people have shown up on the scenes in Orlando. Like Orlando is my place. Orlando is where I cut my teeth in radio. Yes, I did start with Ron and Fez in Daytona Beach, but I spent the majority of my learning years of radio in Orlando. That That's what shaped me, working with Jim Phillips, Russ Rollins, Drew Garabo, Jim Colbert, Daniel uh, Drunkie, Tom Van. Just getting to work with all those mixed personalities and just dealing with that and learning and picking up little bits and pieces from all the different people you work with, your bosses, that is the place that shaped me. So I pretty much know Orlando. And a guy that I just recently discovered and found out about is a guy named Matt Swanson, but he is famous. And the reason that I discovered him was a lot of people were posting about the Discovery Island video. And if you're probably wondering what Discovery Island is, Discovery Island was an attraction that was inside Disney. And it was around 20 years ago. I think it's been closed for over two decades and it's completely deserted. They completely left everything there, buildings, resorts, attractions, concessions, all that stuff is there, but it's been completely grown over. And if you watch this video, Matt Swanson was able to get on the island. Nobody, nobody has even come close to to getting the video that Mad Swanson delivered to us of Discovery Island. And it was creepy. It reminded me so much of Jurassic Park. I just kept thinking that a raptor was going to jump out from behind a corner and, and destroy Matt. But it never happened. It was just so weird walking around. And, and I've always loved these abandoned shows. I was watching Vice, Viceland, which is... 
a channel that's been around for a couple of years, but it's interesting some of the stuff that they do there. But they used to have this show, Abandoned, where this guy would go around and show abandoned cities, malls, sports stadiums, baseball fields, any of that stuff that was abandoned, they would show. And that's how I've, I've been really, really interested in this. And this is stuff that Matt Swans is doing. And it's called Urban Archaeology, I think, Urban Discovery. But these people, they like to go to these areas that are abandoned or that most people can't get to that are in the urban cities anywhere around Orlando, the theme parks, any of the attractions. These people are getting behind the scenes. And now it's become to the part on Matt Swanson's YouTube page that people, employees at Disney are sending behind the scenes videos of stuff when the parks close, you know, attractions that they haven't used in years, because I think that Disney has some sort of graveyard in the back where they don't they don't throw anything away. They they kind of put stuff in museums because the people that are marks for anything Walt Disney, there's a price for it. And they're just holding on to it to think that it's always going to appreciate and make them some money. Disney might be one of the greediest companies or industries or whatever you want to call them in the United States of America. But let's be honest, if Disney was not here, Orlando would not be anything. Yes, it helps. Orlando is more than just the theme parks, roller coasters, water parks, I drive, all the terrace, I almost said terrace, the touristy areas. Yes, that helps make money for the city. But Orlando has way more than that. And the reason I bring that up is recently, Mark Maron, the famous podcaster, he went to Tampa, Orlando. He did his shows here, but he took a big, humongous dump on the city of Orlando and said Orlando has no culture. It has nothing. It's nothing but theme parks, and there's nothing to do in Orlando. There's none of those mom and pop places, but that is the furthest from the truth because there's so many of those mom and pop places, especially when you get and explore College Park or Winter Park. There's so many of those areas and cities that have those small mom and pop bars, restaurants, businesses that you just want to see succeed. So Orlando is more than just the theme parks. It's communities. Yes, there are some bad areas of Orlando, but the good outweighs the bad. And what I'm saying is that Orlando is a city where people want to live. Yes, it, it, we're filled with tourists a lot of the times. That's most of the traffic you see in this city. But we have the people that call Orlando home. More people are moving into the state of Florida than what they're leaving. I've never really understood the appeal of Mark Maron. Yes, he did land that big interview with Barack Obama about three or four years ago, and that put him right on the map. He was already big before that, and he's done a lot of stand-up. He's worked with a lot of comedians, so you can't take away anything from what he's done in his career. He's he's earned every bit of success that he's have right now, that he has right now, but what I'm saying is, why come to Orlando and you're just going to take a dump on it if you're not going to visit it. I got to give props. Sean Wasson, the news junkie. What up, news junkie? Got to give you props. You completely baited Mark Maron into a conversation and you completely made him your bitch. And that's why, in my opinion, in Orlando, in the Orlando market, 
in radio, Sean Watson, the news junkie, is by far the best host, best broadcaster when it comes to radio in the Orlando market. So you need to watch out for him. I could see, well, he's already doing big things, but I can see even bigger things for Sean Watson, the news junkie. And I still have not partied with him. And I think I'm going to have to miss out on that because I don't drink anymore. So I can't party with Sean. The parties are absolutely not parties, but just after show drinking expeditions with Sabrina Celine and Sean are legendary. And I just back in my drinking days, I would have loved to have been on a show that just took their drinking as seriously as the news junkie and their co-host, producer, Sabrina. Yes, all those. I just want to party with them, but I can't do that anymore because I don't drink, I don't do psychotropic drugs, and I'm no fun anymore. All right, guys, I want to thank everybody for joining me on today's podcast. I'm a day ahead of time, so don't forget, every new podcast will be released every morning. I'm going to try to get it out before 10 a.m., but I want to get it out as early as possible so it's there for you to get on your drive to work and sitting in Orlando traffic or in Tampa or anywhere in the United States. I want you to have your podcast before you go to work because it just it makes that drive much easier. So thank you, everybody, for supporting me. I'm not on the radio anymore, so I can't plug this and promote it anywhere Everything is word of mouth. Thanks to you guys on social media, online, helping me spread the word, subscribing to my podcast, Tuttle.Podomatic.com. That's Tuttle.Podomatic.com. Go to TuttleTV.com. You can check out the new video that I put up today and my discussion with Professor Ken about the coronavirus. So go to Tuttle TV and then Tuttle.Podomatic.com. Email me, Tuttle. T-U-D-D-L-E at gmail.com. I try to return everybody's email. I want to hear from you. And I'll maybe read your email live on, on, not live, because I record this. It'll be recorded, and you'll be able to hear it. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Talk to you tomorrow.